women are capable of doing just as good as if not better than some men at fishing, sports, and a lot of other things. We should all be treated equally. And instead of, uh, oh, I've got a fishing spot and I'm not going to tell nobody where it's at, you know, share our information. Help each other out because we're all out for the same thing, the thrill of the catch. Welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventurer Podcast, inspiring real women with a passion for fishing and the outdoors to go get their adventure on. Now, here's your host, Angie Scott and Barb Carey. Well, welcome to the Natural Boat Show. My name is Barb Carey. I'm Angie Scott. And we are with the Woman Angler and Adventure Podcast, and we're so excited to be here today. And we have so many great women to talk to. And uh, it's so exciting to be at these boat shows. The boats here are incredible. There's still time to get down this weekend. I think it goes all day today and tomorrow too. Yep. Um, Angie's going to be doing a seminar this afternoon at four o'clock. If you're uh, if you're at home watching this, come on down and check that out. But um, it's pretty exciting to be in the boating industry for uh, everybody these days, men and women. But it's so exciting to see so many more women getting into the boating uh, world of things. And our first guest is Mariah, who works for the Freedom Boat Club. And that is just kind of something that's not a lot of people know about. And uh, she's going to tell us a little bit about what a boat club is and uh, how that can possibly help you get into a boat whenever you need one without having to just run down and buy the whole boat the first day. So tell us about that. Yeah, so hi, I'm Mariah. Um, I actually run the Freedom Boat Club in Knoxville, um, and I came over here to Nashville to help David Drake and his team with the Nashville Club. Um, And, you know, I've been in the boating industry my entire life. Uh, Fortunately, I um, started working in the marine industry as a teenager, uh, just pumping gas for some people, and uh, right out of college got asked to start running the franchise over in Knoxville. Um, And the Freedom Boat Club is a global thing, uh, and nationally uh, more so, Um, but as a Freedom Boat Club member, you get access to the fleet, um, your home base, so in Knoxville I have 19 boats. Um, I'm not sure how many boats they have in Nashville, but I do know that they have three locations, uh, Cedar Creek Marina, Four Corners, and Newly Hurricane. Um, just out of Nashville, but still in arm's reach distance. Um, and with the membership, you get unlimited access to the boat at your home base, and um, you basically just lose all the hassle. You know, if you guys own a boat, you know that it can be a pain in the butt. Uh, it's still luxurious and fun, um, but that, you know, a boat club kind of takes that away from you, and you just show up, the boat's waiting. So are there different kinds of boats, like if one day you want to be in a pontoon, maybe another day you want to go wakeboarding or fishing, can you kind of pick the kind of boat that you want? Yeah, so, you know, again, I'm not super familiar with the Nashville Club. I know they are very similar to Knoxville, um, where I have surf boats, um, Mastercrafts in Knoxville. They have Tigas here in Nashville. Um, I have Harris Pontoons, Tritoons, Sea Rays, Bryants. Um, I know that they have a lot of Monterey's. Um, and uh, Godfrey uh, Tritunes um, that are really nice. If you go over and check out the Boat Locker, um, they have all of the Freedom Boat Club inventory there uh, for the Nashville Club. Um, So, yeah, if one day you're wanting to just go 
you know, hang out on a pontoon, kind of do that party barge style. You've got the pontoons and the tritunes. If you want to go surfing one day, you can just pop on one of those and, you know, rip it up, I guess is what they call it. (laughs) Are there a lot of women that are signing up for the boat club or? Yeah. So one initiative that Freedom Boat Club as a global, you know, business that we have is something called the Divas Program. Uh, I'm not quite a diva, I would say, but um, we kind of, we try to get the women into boating. Um, A lot of the time when I have members first sign up, you know, they're always um, saying, you know, well, my husband's going to be driving. My husband's going to be driving. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to be doing any part of this. And, you know, I always say, well, you say that now, but you just wait until you see how hands-on we are because Freedom Boat Club does um, offer you unlimited free training with your membership. So, you know, that first training session we have, if, you know, you're, you're a little nervous about it, you don't want to put your hands on the wheel quite yet, you know, give it a couple months, you're going to see how hands-on we are and how safe, safety-oriented we are. And, um, you know, now I have many, many, many women utilizing the clubs without their husbands, taking the kids out by themselves. You know, when the kids go to school, uh, having, you know, a group of the women come down and kind of go out to lunch and things like that, just feeling a little bit more confident about it. Awesome. So are there, uh, are there uh, places up in Wisconsin that you can... Uh... Uh, not quite Wisconsin, but I will say that if you look at the Freedom Boat Club map by going to freedomboatclub.com, you will see that every single shoreline is covered with the Freedom Boat Club, and you do get res- uh, reciprocal access to all of them as a member. Oh, cool. um, and we were just um, acquired by Brunswick. So Brunswick, you know, is very inland-oriented, and I guarantee here in the next year or two you're going to see all over Wisconsin, the Great Lakes, and anywhere inland there's water. Awesome. I'll look forward to that. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for taking some time to talk to us. And well, thank you for having us. And women voters, you know, keep it going. We've, we've got to keep it up for sure. Cool. Awesome. All right. Yeah, you're my, can't really hear you. That's odd. <laughs> Usually I don't even need a mic. There you go. That's better. Upside down. All right. So up next we've got a female tournament angler. Diana Montgomery, and we just ran into her on the floor, so uh, to kind of spur the moment, put you on the spot a little bit. Just a little bit. (laughs) Tell us uh, how you got into fishing. Well, my father started me out a long time ago. I always fished. We fished, and I call it like junk fishing. We just fish for whatever. Uh, Then when I met my husband, we started fishing. He got me in. He got me into uh, bass fishing. He did it a little bit. And so I started kind of kicking his butt. And so I came home one day back in uh, 2008, and he said, I've signed you up for the women's Bassmaster. And I was like, you're joking. And he was like, no. I think I finished. I, I started it as a co-angler. Uh, I came in second, I think. And uh, no pun intended, but I've been hooked ever since. <laughs> I started fishing as co-angler, and then I started the women fish so far away that uh, it was hard for me to go because I didn't have a lot of vacation time. So I started fishing with the men as a co-angler, and I learned so much from the guys. I, I mean, my hat's off. They were I was a little intimidated at first, but they were so, so sweet to me. They uh, I learned a lot. They worked with me, uh, and I did pretty good. I've made the... Uh, Ray Scott Championship three times now. I'm going in April to Hartwell again, where last last time I went, uh, I've made it to the top 25. I was the only woman to make it, uh, and I finished like 12. So I've been blessed with fishing. 
Awesome. It, so how, how long have, how long has this been now that you've been doing it? And uh, what are you, you going to be fishing next season? Uh, I've been tournament fishing since 2008. And I fished the USA. I fished the ABA uh, Open Series. I fished some of the 100% team. Uh, I fished the, it used to be the old Hickory Bass Anglers, but they, they've shut that down, and now I'm going to start fishing the uh, Bull Creek Anglers. Um, I kind of fish pretty much anything. A lot of the benefits, uh, I do the uh, ARE Kids Tournament every year. I go in June, and uh, we go fish with the disabled kids. That is really, really a great experience. Awesome. Sound busy. Yes, it's is a there, lot of busy. <laughs> is there somewhere where people can follow what you do online? Yeah, I have a Facebook page, uh, Dinah Montgomery. Um, I, I have my sponsors. I go through Two Rivers. I go on there. They have me on their site. Um, I'm with Anderson Marine. They put stuff on there. And uh, I've been in the paper. I do radio. I do these shows, just uh, anybody that uh, loves fishing, I feel free to reach out. I'll help you any way I can. Awesome, I'd love to see more women get into fishing. And you'll be over at the Anderson Marine space today. Yes, so if yes, anyone I'm wants to yes, chat, yeah, yeah, come over there. Great. Great. So what you would recommend um, is for husbands just to sign their wife up for a tournament, right? Is that that That's for all you? That's all for me. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of threw me in and I've just I love it. I mean, I've got now where my work, they they were at first, they were like, well, we can't let you off all that time. And I was like, look, I love this fishing. So now they work with me on my fishing. So that's good. They let me off. Great. But I do want to say before I go that I couldn't do this without my sponsors. Anderson Marine, uh, Two Rivers Ford, Farm Bureau, uh, ADF Construction. Uh, I have to give a shout out to my buddy Eddie Jones over there. He's like my manager. He kind of got me started as far as getting sponsors. And uh, just say that the girls out there do not be afraid to get into the sport thinking it's a man sport because it is not. Us women can get in there and do just what the men can do. And my experience, the men are super nice they have been they will help you they understand that you love the sport as much as they do so get out there i've been taking my granddaughter uh trying to get her more oriented into fishing awesome all right thank you thank you all right thank you let's uh let's bring a catfish angler up here paula smith and you have kind of a cool story. Which one? <laughs> well, it wasn't it a year ago? You... A, a year ago, December 31st, a I caught a 88-pound blue cat, and it changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, prior to that, I caught an 82-pound catfish a couple months before that, but it didn't get the acknowledgement as the 88. Yeah. But uh, my husband encouraged me, my father, first of all, and uh, my husband's retired from TWRA. Uh, I love to fish. 
I, I cannot say enough the adrenaline, the rush, the, you know, and I, I personally would love to see more women get out there, fish. It's not a man's sport. It is a human being sport. It's a man, a woman. I have two little grandchildren. When I go fishing, Nana, can I go with you? You know, and, and I encourage them to go. I encourage, get your children, get your wives, you know, because it's not just a man's sport. It is... I cannot explain the, uh, it's almost better than eating. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't know what you were going to say there. I was a little nervous. <laughs> I've always been a tomboy. Uh, the benefit that I had personally, as far as uh, controlling the boat, driving the boat, is my husband taught me the do's, the don'ts, the dangers. Sorry. Uh, you know, you have to learn boat safety. You have to learn it because these waters are unforgiving. And, uh, you know, the more women that can get out there, husbands, teach your wives, help your wives, encourage your wives. Uh, today, I don't take my husband fishing on tournaments or fishing trips because he's taught me enough and I've learned enough. You know, I know the dangers. I know when to go, when not to go, where to look. And uh, I wish I'd have been doing this when I was 20 years old. It is, it is the absolute utmost fulfilling thing I think I have ever done, other than being a parent and a grandparent. <laughs> so, what what about catfishing? What is it about catfishing that does it for you? I strictly target monster catfish. I, I mean, I, I'll catch small ones, but uh, I target monster catfish. I want to break the state record. What I is what is the state record? The state record for blue cats is 112 pounds, and for the flathead is 84, I believe. And I'm going to do it before the good Lord takes me home. <laughs> so. I mean, I, girl power, that's right. So 88 you know? pounds is your biggest? 88 pounds is my biggest, and, and, and I'm going to beg to differ with my husband who's sitting right there. Uh, when we weighed the fish, his tail and his body was up against my husband's leg. So, you know, it could have been 90, it could have been 92, but we said 88, so we have to stick by it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so how did that change I mean, your life? I mean, you got a lot of tension over that fish, didn't you? Yeah, I had, um, the excitement was overwhelming, and uh, a lot of people uh, in the male world, not all, uh, a lot of them, well, if her husband hadn't have been a game warden, she'd have never caught that fish. Well, he didn't jump out of the boat, swim under, hook the fish, you know, and get it to me. <laughs> uh, he has helped me learn a lot when it comes to... You know, where to set up. We had heavy current. You know, the fish were stressed out. We got out of the current break and set up, and bam, he hit. And it was, it, it, it's something, it ranks right up there with, with your grandchild being born. It, it was that, and you got it all on video, right? And got so it on video. The video went viral. It went it went viral worldwide, and and then 
the news people kept trying to come to my house, and I kept saying, it's just a fish. <laughs> but... Uh, you were excited, too, right? Yes, yeah. I was. Ken said, my husband said, uh, well, you, you want to keep fishing or you want to go home? Well, I'm going to go home. I've caught a big fish. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I did get... Um, a lot of people started watching. I've gotten great sponsors, which I'd like to mention. Steve Douglas, which is one of my biggest heroes. Uh, he sponsored me, Willie Calhoun, Tackling Cats. Um, I forget them, everyone. Bryster, he just come out with the planer boards, BK products, Bloodline Drip Weights, and... The rods that I use is Chris Flores Muddy River Catfishing Rods. To me, and everybody has their own preference, to me, they are the absolute best. They hold up. I mean, you know, I've caught anywhere from 5 pounds to 88 pounds. Uh, they've got a, a blue cat rod, a flathead rod. It's gotten to the point where fishing is overriding, <laughs> cooking, cleaning, <laughs> vacuuming. I think a lot of us have that problem. <laughs> yeah, it's like I need to hire somebody just to clump, clean my house, you know. And uh, Sea Arc, I've got a Sea Arc boat, uh, CX200 Rivercat, and it has absolutely done what I needed it to do. I love fishing. I love to see more women, and I absolutely love to see families get their kids out there, get them involved, because today all they have to look forward to is um, technology, video games. You know, my two grandchildren, I've got a eight-year-old and a four-year-old, and they want to be on that river with me, you know, and that's what I want these kids to know that there are other things besides technology. <laughs> well, thank you. Now, how can we people see that video you catching that 88-pounder? You can Google 88-pound uh, catfish and it's everywhere. <laughs> or you can go to my Facebook page, which is Paula Kathy Smith. Uh, I also have a catfishing group, which is Three Rivers Catfishing uh, of Tennessee. And uh, I try to post everybody's pictures. I don't agree with um, holding the fish by the gills. I think it hurts them. I am a firm believer in catch and release, catch photo and release. Women are capable of doing just as good as if not better than some men at fishing, sports, and a lot of other things. We should all be treated equally, you know. And instead of, uh, oh, I've got a fishing spot and I'm not going to tell nobody where it's at, you know, share our information. Help each other out because we're all out for the same thing, the thrill of the catch. Right. You know, and I, I, I want to say first and foremost, I'm honored that Angie asked me to come out here. I'm nervous. <laughs> And Google uh, walked us 10 miles before we could find the place. <laughs> but uh, I follow Angie uh, for one reason. She is for the woman angler. And, you know, women don't get the respect that we deserve. 
I want to thank my mother for pushing me. She is she's 77 years old, and she could outrun every one of us in here. She encourages me. My father encouraged me. I have two brothers that's, that's passed. They would be so proud of me right now because once a tomboy, always a tomboy. Um, but, you know, women, get out there. We can do this. We are capable of doing this. Um, it, it just... Get out there, put your time in, and your time will come. Well, and if they, if they have any catfish tips, they can go to your page and you'll help them out. Yes, and if you got any for me, give them to me. <laughs> I, I, I'm willing to learn. All <laughs> right. well, thank you so much. All right, well, thank you Thanks for being much. here. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank you. All right, let's talk, uh, let's talk kayak fishing now. <laughs> Mix it up a little bit here. Terry Sendrick, welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventure podcast. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Hey, I, I enjoy it. Anytime I get to talk about fishing, I'm there. So you fish with the LBA, um, but now you've gotten more into kayak fishing, right? Yeah, I, I fished the Women's Professional Bass Tour really since the LBAA started. Um, I've had a couple wins uh, on the professional tour. Um, I fish a lot locally. For, I've done the BFLs, the Bass Weekend Series when it was alive. I made it to the Nationals. Um, I fished the Bass Nation. Uh, but I really got the bug for kayak fishing about two summers ago. Okay. So I have a local trail called the KBFTN that I fish. And those are some of the best anglers that I've ever fished against. And probably one of the best uh, kayak trails in the country. Um, I've qualified for the state tournament, qualified for the national tournaments. Um, so I, it's it's totally different than fishing out of a bass boat. Um, I really enjoy it. It took me a while to get the hang of it because uh, it is kind of, you think bass fishing is bass fishing. It is to a sense, but when you're doing it out of a kayak, it's a lot different than doing it out of a bass boat. Uh, wherever you go, you, you have to make it work. You can't run all over the lake. So uh, really different strategies there. Um, I'm doing well now. Um, I'm still looking for that first win in this club. Uh, it's going to come. It's going to come this year. Well, I heard you got some interesting stories of things that have happened over the years out on the water. Is there anyone that, like, really stands out that you can share with everybody? Oh, you're putting me on the spot. It's, <laughs> it's kind of like Vegas. What, what happens on the boat stays, stays to the boat. I mean, I, I could go I into some really good uh, bathroom stories and getting <laughs> caught with my pants down. And, uh, you know, it, it's, been, it's been an adventure. There's not one that really uh, stands out in my mind. Uh, other than having the urge during the national anthem of a professional professional tournament, but uh, took care of that and uh, <laughs> went on about my my day. All right. Well, I heard a, a story about, about an incident falling off the front of a boat. Does that ring a bell? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have fallen off a, a couple times. Some were my fault. Some some were others, but. Uh, I had a flip-flop get caught in the uh, trolling motor cable and, during a tournament, and uh, in the drink I went, 
and uh, got my uh, lost my sunglasses that were very expensive, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody had a pretty good laugh on that. I've been hit by co-anglers. Um, Deanna fishes uh, the LBAA as a co-angler, and I had one jerk a crankbait out, and I turn, and it's coming for my head, so I ducked, and it got stuck in my shoulder, and in the lake I went, but uh, <laughs> there I, I had my rod, thank God. Uh, I didn't lose that, but uh, it happens. Yeah. Now, I saw on uh, your Facebook page or something, speaking of falling in the lake, you did a video about a personal beacon device. Um, you want to talk about that a little bit when we're... Uh... Um, we had a, a kayak angler. There's, there's a national circuit called Kayak Bass Fishing. It's ran by Chad Hoover. And uh, Rebecca Golden uh, was a very avid angler uh, in that series, and she lost her life um, in a kayak. I think it was during practice. Um, they didn't do an autopsy, but we all kind of think she fell out of the kayak, wasn't able to get back in, was by herself, and they found her and her kayak washed up on the shore. So that really hit home with me. Um, at that time, my family asked me, because I fish alone a lot, I don't know, like the guys that fish here seem like they fish together with the same partner. Um, there's not a lot of invites, hey, come on my boat. So um, I have my own bass cat boat that I tournament fish with. I also have a couple of Hobie kayaks. So I'm out on the water a lot alone, um, especially during cold temperatures. So I have, I invested in a, it's called a personal beacon device that um, anywhere I am, whether you have cell service or not, if you fall in the lake and can't get back up or you're struggling you flip an antenna. I keep it in my life jacket. Um, you flip this antenna up, and at the push of a button, a signal goes out. And regardless of self-service, um, the emergency, everybody that monitors that uh, will get that signal. You're registered, and they know exactly where you are on the water at that time, and hopefully uh, will send some help. Yeah, that's, that's an important, I think it's a, one of those pieces of safety equipment that's so often overlooked, you know, and maybe a little bit more popular in, uh, in saltwater. But some of the lakes around here, especially in a kayak, there's so many little coves and little inlets and stuff. You could be somewhere and not come across a person for a long time. Yeah, I've been in a kayak, and the Hobie Pro Angler is probably one of the most stable, most popular kayaks it's pretty expensive but uh as far as stability it's really good i've been out just on percy priest um i don't really fish with anybody and coming across the lake we have night tournaments and the wind kicked up you know there was probably two or three foot swells and i'm out there in the dark in a kayak thinking man you're you're a dummy for being out here you know for a 50 dollar entry tournament um I was pretty scared that day, and that was before I had the beacon. Um, I did make it back, uh, but really since then, I've tried to buddy up with somebody. There's enough guys in the club that will, you know, say, hey, I'm, I'm fishing here, there. You know, everything's a secret in fishing. I, I don't get that. I don't believe in that. Um, you know, maybe a competitor, if you're fishing that particular tournament, I get it. But people are so 
and I'm sorry, guys, there's girls that are that are like that too, but they won't tell you where they were, what they did, how they caught it, what lure. I don't care. I'll tell you where I fished, what I did. I'll take you on my boat, show you what I did. Um, I just posted the other day, you know, a, a fish I caught on New Year's Day. My boat was in Alabama. Um, I went out in a kayak for an hour. I caught probably, I don't know, it was four or five pound largemouth. I posted it. I said, man, I caught this on Priest in five foot of water on a DT6. And people were like, wow, thanks for sharing what you caught it on. I just, in order to grow the sport, um, I've taken as a co-angler, you can practice with me before the tournaments if you take the vacation time off. Um, I'm one of the people that I'm like, hey, come on, get on my boat, we'll go. I've taught people to back boats, drive boats. I mean, I want that person, if something happens to me on the boat during a tournament, I had a, a jerk bait stuck in my hand. And I went over to a friend during a tournament. She tried to yank it out with braid like three times, obviously. She didn't know what she was doing. And, you know, I got fainty. And I was like, okay, we're done. But the girl with me, thank goodness, her name was Cassie Hall. Um, she could drive a boat. I'm like, you know what, Cassie? I'm not feeling too good. Why don't you drive us and, and we'll try to find somebody else to get that back. So I want to share knowledge. I want to grow the sport. I think it's a shame Every tournament in Nashville almost that I show up to, I'm the only girl. And I'm especially the only woman with a boat. Um, and I've had people be really nice, like Diana said. And I've had guys say, you know what, drawing a woman was my worst nightmare. Um, my goal by the end of the day is not only to catch fish, but I want that guy to step off my boat and say, hey, you're not the reason I didn't do well in this tournament. I had a I had a guy that's pretty well known around here step on my boat, and he's like, "Oh, I fished with, you know, Gary Yamamoto last week. He and he won the PAA as a co angler that year." And I'm like, "Look, you're fishing with me. <laughs> Sit down. We're going." I actually let him because he was familiar with the lake. I took him. I was like, "You have any ideas?" We went. We had a great day, and he stepped off my boat and said, "Man, you're." I misjudged you. I had a great day. I should have cashed a check. It wasn't your fault. It was mine. So that's kind of goes along with everything I do and how you present yourself. Um, that's just one of my goals, whether it's a man or a woman, a kid. When, when you come fishing with me, I want you to have a good time. Even if we don't catch fish, I want you to step off my boat and say, hey, I really like this sport. Um, I really believe in it, and I really feel like that if other anglers would do that, um, we'd probably have a lot more interest and a lot more women who aren't intimidated to get out there, whether it's your boat, your husband's boat, and, and enter these tournaments. So how can people follow you? Um, my Facebook page is Terry Sindrick uh, Fishing. And uh, my sponsors are really on me. I, I've gotten into kayak fishing and it's, you know, GoPros and all that. I just don't know how to edit those yet. Yeah. So I've got a, a YouTube channel that's going to be up and coming this year called She Yaks. Um, and I, I'm going to start start putting out some, some content. And not only, hey, look at me catching fish, but how you tie things up, why I'm choosing what I'm doing. Um, I really believe in, in sharing knowledge. 
Do you know uh, Christine Fisher? We've had her on the show. She's a yeah, I do. Um, she's an awesome kayak angler. Um, I don't know her that well personally, um, but I did. There's going to be a women's tournament. Um, the LBAA is planning in July to have a Kentucky Lake tournament that's a buddy tournament where you're not paired up like I ask you to go and and we go and we enter and the goal is whether it's a a college student or your friend or whoever is to grow women anglers and get them interested in the LBAA because once they come and get the taste of it they're hooked and we have a lot more co-anglers like on waiting lists than we do boaters because there's just not very many women that'll haul their boat across the country, you know, to Louisiana or wherever. Um, So that's the goal of that tournament. Back to Christine, and and I've asked her, I wanted to introduce her uh, to some of these women, and and Christine doesn't really, her philosophy, I'm sure you know, is to not segregate women, to not have your own trails. Um, I agree with that on a competition level. I don't care if you're male or female, I'm competing. But a lot of women are intimidated to do that. Um, so I want to show her what the LBAA is about. Um, there's a couple women that are, Pam Martin Wells is probably one of the best well-known bass fishermen. Um, she wants to pair up with, with Lisa Johnson, who's also one of, one of the ladies that's really good on the tour. So I thought Christine and I would pair up and uh, maybe go out there and give them a run for their money. Well, my money would be on you too, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, she she's her accomplishments in, in kayak fishing far out outweigh mine, but um hopefully uh one of these days my goal I'd, I'd like to go fish. I have fished against her. Um but you only have so much time off, you know. So right. I got to kind of pick and choose what I do. But uh, I'd like to do a couple of the Hobie Bass Opens this year, which she'll be at all of them. So I want to see how I stack up against her. Yeah, well, good luck to both of you. Well, yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks for being on. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having it. me. All right, up next, we have Michelle Norad from Goodlettsville, Tennessee. You also have fished with the LBA. And then last year, what was the one you fish? Um, I fished AFT, which is ABA's uh, fishing tour, and I got Lady Angler of the Year. We went to uh, Eufaula and really should have won the boat, should have won the tournament. But when you can't keep them on and you're in the boat by yourself, that just happens. But I did get enough to get Lady Angler of the Year, and uh, at least I've got that bragging right for the next year. But they're after me already, so... Um, Actually, the ABA is, uh, they have all over. I fish the one in Gunnersville a lot. They're here in O'Hickory. Anybody can fish it. Um, you can fish it by yourself. And that's what, like Terry said, there's not many women that have a boat. I have a boat. My husband does not know anything about my boat. Um, that doesn't happen very frequently, but anybody can tell you, they never see him on the water. Half of them say, well, you're not married. Yes, I'm married. But he doesn't fish very much, so that's just part of it. Mm-hmm. I, I learned from my dad, and I've always went and gone, and I'm not going to stay home just because somebody don't want to go. I'm not going to stay home and not fish. I'm going to fish, and that's what I love to do. So, so when you say A A B, that's the American Bass Anglers. Yeah. And that's uh, what region is that in? 
they're all over. Um, like I said, I fished the one in Gunnersville. I fished the one here. I'm doing the team tournament with another girl out of Georgia. For I'm going to do the the Tennessee Trail. Then there's a North Alabama Trail. Um, there's opens, and they're all over. And and at the end on the nationals, you can win boats. Um, actually, the guy this year actually had to pick which boat he wanted because he won two boats, but. I mean, it's a great payout, and it's not, the entry fees aren't very high, but it's a lot less travel because you can stay closer to home. Yeah. The LBAA, I, I love the people, I like the, the travel, but I don't have that much time off work, and you have to go for the whole week, and it's, it's just not feasible right. sometimes. Right. So, so we haven't really talked to anybody really much about techniques. Um, would you want to share what your favorite go-to techniques are some of your favorite techniques that you use when you fish the tournaments well i'm the spook person (laughs) i'm gonna run my spook i don't care if it's 10 degrees outside (laughs) or if it's 100 degrees outside i'm gonna be throwing a spook and a fluke that's like my two things that and worms so Hmm. you can usually anywhere you go you can catch them on those awesome you do a lot of work with uh disabled kids and veterans too right right you can actually um there's several locations uh actually here in tennessee but they're everywhere um the disabled kids they love to go out and try something new and and it may be that that they can't go without a wheelchair um but most of them are small enough you can pick them up put them in your boat um you can just go out there we actually go brim fishing, we go crappie fishing, whatever bites. You know, that's where I take them. I'm not going to tell them, here, let's go bass fishing, because anybody knows that bass fishes, that's just not how to start a kid, because they get bored quick. But, yeah, they, uh, and the veterans are the same way. Just to get their mind off their problems, anybody that, that ever wants to go, don't have anybody to go, call me, I'll go. I mean, I'm always up for, for anything. Are there organizations that you like partner up with to do this or um the ones it's actually the lbaa uh do with the the veterans they'll do special tournaments um i know there's several in chickamauga that do uh tournaments for the veterans um and i've done some of those and i'm hoping we we do more at O'Hickory here in nashville because i know we have several um but yeah i've tried to get get the aba here to to actually go in and do a buddy system awesome cool well do you have a social media where people can follow your success i do it's michelle norod fishing um actually like terry i'm gonna have a youtube channel coming um, as soon as i figure out this gopro thing (laughs) we have have footage but i can't get the gopro thing to work yet but it's one of those here i've got to find a kid to learn how to do it yeah (laughs) i feel feel your pain there i feel your pain i'm good at my graphs and my fishing poles that's about it but uh but yeah anybody wants to go fishing don't have anybody fish you know like i said here we have the aba here um, there's usually no non-boaters, so you get to use your own boat. You don't have anybody in the boat with you. Um, it's a great opportunity at the end of the year, and our nationals this year are on O'Hickory, so it's close. Yeah. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you so much Thank for you. being on. We appreciate it. 
All right, Deanna Laverne. Did I say that right? Nope. No? That's okay. <laughs> Correct me. It's Lovern. Lovern. Okay. Got it. So you fish with the LBAA currently, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm a co-angler. I've been a co-angler since 2014, um, and I absolutely love it. It has probably been one of the best things I've done. Um, my husband encourages me. He's taught me so much because when I first heard about the LBAA, it was on a Saturday morning on my way to work. Um, we normally would listen to Doug Markham's talk show that he had here on um, the local talk show station on the radio. And he was talking to a lady, and she was talking about the LBAA. And I'm like, they have a women's trail. This is so cool. And I did not realize at the time that I was listening to Cheryl Bowden, one of the co-founders of the LBAA. It wasn't until probably a year later that her and I got to talking, and I, she asked me, how did I find out about us? And then we went to the 2014 Bassmasters Classic, and the year Randy Howell won. And the LBAA had a booth there. And I talked with several of the ladies that were going to be at Old Hickory um, later in the year, and they said that would be a great way to start because I live here in Middle Tennessee. Old Hickory is an hour, hour and a half away from me. And at that time, I still wasn't taking my fish off my hooks. I was I didn't really know anything. And he, my husband looked at me and said, you realize I'm not in the boat with you, and you're going to have to do it all. And I said, all right, we're going to start training me, you know, teach me. And that first tournament, I never got on stage. I never caught a keeper fish. I was nervous, shaken, but I, I made it through. And I told him, I said, I want to do this again. I want to learn more. And we went to Kentucky, and uh, I ended up qualifying for the um, Classic that year as a co-angler in Logan Martin and we took off with the camper and went to Alabama and spent a week in Alabama and I came in last place. I mean, but I was having a ball. And so the next year I teamed up with another co-angler and we left the husbands at home and did a road trip around the United States going to the different tournaments and um, she ended up moving on to a boater, and I'm, I've still been a co-angler, but my goal for next year, for 2021, is I'm definitely going to start being a boater. I, it's, 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 it's past time, and, um, but it's just I've got a one of the co one of the co-anglers that moved to boater this year, Alyssa Johnson. One of the best advice said her mother told her, said, "Girl, you're never going to know if you don't let go of the dock." So, next year I'm letting go of the dock. Awesome. That's, that's great. You know, we, we interviewed Cheryl Bowden on our podcast. She's the co-founder of the LBA with Secret York. And they're celebrating the 10th season yes. this year, which is awesome. Because yes, bass turn, women's bass tournament trails have kind of had a tough time over the years, you know. So, it's cool that they've been able to stick it out for so long. Yes, it is. What is it that you love most about the whole group? I mean, it's, we just come together. And, yes, it's a competition. Everybody is wanting to have that just little bit more weight than the next one. But 
if something happens, we encourage each other. I've been in the boat plenty of times with Terry, and she has shown me things. Every time I'm in the boat with one of those ladies, I learn something. I am a sponge. I want them, uh, you know, if they want to explain something to me, I, I just soak it up. And I'll watch, and I'll be like, why why did they pick this spot? What what drew them to this? And they they really want to teach. They want to share. They want other women involved. And um, it's just a big family. And yes, like I said, there's competition. At the end of the day, I want that little bit more weight than the other, but they're there for each other. Mm-hmm. We had a, a lady several years ago that after we left the tournament, she had a really bad wreck going home to Texas with her boat and the word got out and everybody just took off to go to go help and just like whenever they have boat trouble or uh, car trouble truck trouble you know there people are there the husbands the boyfriends the the significant others they're they're there and they want to help everyone out and, you know, it's, it's part of the whole fishing community. I think everybody who fishes feels that they're part of this community, and it, it kind of adds so much to your life. And then when you take that to the next level and you're involved in an organization like the, uh, you know, the LBAA or some of the fishing clubs that women are in, I mean, it's just a place where, you know, you have this safe spot to be vulnerable to learn and no one's judging you and no one's uh, looking down on you. Everyone's just helping bring you up. And if you can connect in your angling with something like that, that gives you that support around your fishing, I think it's great for your fishing, but it's great for your whole life. Yes. Yeah. We, it's, I, I look forward so much every year to, it's like a big reunion to get back together. I mean, and our first stop is in um, Cane River, Natchitoches, Louisiana, at the end of March. And, of course, we haven't seen each other. All of us been together since um, Caddo Lake uh, in Louisiana back in September. How many tournaments are there? The, um, there's three tournaments, and then you have to qualify for the Classic, so four total. Uh, the one at... Uh, Pickwick is June 26th and 27th, and that's the wild card tournament. Okay. But, so, but we have Cane River in Louisiana, Lake Hartwell in Georgia, Pickwick in Florence, Alabama, and our uh, classic is on Truman Reservoir in Clinton, Missouri. Awesome. So we had talked about there's uh, some federations forming. Yes. Um, can you tell us some locations that where some of these federations are i know that someone may hear louisiana or hear some of these other destinations and just think that's too far for me to go isn't there something that would be closer to where i live how do they find out that information uh, they can go to the ladybassanglers.com there's a lot of information on their facebook pages they um there's a tri-state uh with texas louisiana and can't remember the other one that they have that that's a tri-state that's a federation and um there's one that's possibly going to be happening in ohio um with the two chicks in a boat ladies i know they're discussing doing one um missouri is discussing doing one um and so we're 
they're trying to have other places to where if you can't drive all the way across country, but you're closer to one of these to be able to qualify for the Lady Bass Angler's Classic. Okay. But on Facebook or, um, yeah, the LBAA.com, LadyBassAnglers.com. Awesome. All right. Well, and where can people follow you? I'm on, um, of course, I'm on Facebook, uh, Deanna Lover, and I also have Instagram, Deanna Lover and Fishing. Um, I just... I thank my husband. He's he's my main sponsor. <laughs> and, of course, I fish with the guys at work. We have a bass club at work, and um, they're all the time giving advice. So Great. I appreciate everything that anybody ever tells me just because it's like it might not work now, but it might work wherever I'm going to next. So awesome. I appreciate it. All thank right. you both good, for having me. Good luck to you this yeah. season. Thank you. And, uh, Good job going for the boater thing. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, it's my time. All right. All right. We've got another special guest who actually traveled here from a great distance, left very early this morning to make it, and it's her third time being on our show, I think. I don't think we've had any other guests on the show that often. Frequent flyers. Dina Vick from Traditions Media. I think last time we talked to you, we were down in Orlando at ICAST. Yes, we were. Yeah, well, welcome. Thanks for having thanks, me. Thanks for making the trek to Nashville, to the Nashville Boat Show. So Dina, Dina um, works in the fishing industry in a kind of a different capacity um, in the media side. She also uh, is able to go fishing and have a lot of great uh, relationships with, like, I know she's good friends with Christine Fisher and, and is kind of helping her in her career. What, tell us a little bit about what, you're, what you do and what your role is there at Traditions. Okay. Well, I'm, I got into the industry because I'm an outdoor writer and communicator. Um, so I work with a lot of major brands like St. Croix Rod, Z-Man, Live Target, um, I'm not going to name them all because I will forget some. <laughs> Marine. And um, we work in public relations for them. So we write the stories about the products um, that help you understand how to use them um, and, and help you make buying decisions. And then we, we help the companies at the trade shows and, and um, help them with the media. So you've been in the business for quite a while. I know we've known each other for a number of years through, through some outdoor writer organizations. How have you seen the, the industry change for women, especially in the past 10 years? Um, it's growing, and we're excited. You know, I mean, and, and I don't know, maybe me being in the South growing up, I didn't see a lot of women out there fishing. I mean, I've been fishing since I was probably three years old, but when I would come up north, I would see a whole lot more women fishing, and I was trying to figure out, you know, what was our barrier to entry. Um, and, and there's a lot of things, but we've worked really hard, especially with the American Sport Fishing Association um, and committees that I've been on to try to get more women out there fishing. Yeah, it's a big focus of a lot of initiatives. I know the Recreational Boating and Fishing Foundation. Um, when you look, when you talk about fishing and conservation and keeping public access. A lot of those programs are funded through licensed sales. So if licensed sales drop, so does funding. 
So it's really important to keep those license sales up. And women are the ones that are keeping those license sales numbers growing. So it's just not a fluke or, uh, you know, boy, it'd be nice if we let the women fish. I think it's really important to the industry because that's the segment that's growing so quickly. Absolutely. So um, now you, one of the exciting things I'm excited to fish with you this winter, ice fishing, we're, on a, a, we're at a boat show in the south, but one of the projects that we have is called the Women Ice Angler Project. And um, that's going to be up in Minnesota on a lake. We're going to be actually living in ice shacks on a lake in a hut with a heater for like five days to, to kind of promote women ice fishing. And um, we uh, invited the Southern Girl to come up and join us. What do you, what do you think about that? I'm excited. Uh, I haven't been ice fishing probably in about three years. All my friends think I'm crazy. They're like, why in the world would you do that? But I, I love it because I'm going to get to to help my friends, you know, in the South see how much fun it is. We can, we want to come take some of your classes. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's fun, that's for sure. Uh, 27 below, I think some of my, one of my friends is fishing in uh, northern Minnesota today. and So I don't know how fun that would be, but we're hoping for better weather than that. Right. <laughs> yeah, I hope so, too. Yeah, we, uh, Angie from Tennessee here, we just dragged her out to northern Minnesota last week. I think, uh, uh, what, like last Tuesday we were yeah. fishing on the 15 inches of ice up on Red Lake in northern Minnesota. Kind of a contrast coming back to Nashville, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's like, what, 70 today? So big difference, but we weren't roughing it at all, though. I mean, we were in really nice sleeper shacks with heaters and TVs and all that, so it's a different experience, but you're going to be hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> so now a lot, of, a lot of people that are watching our show and a lot of these gals here that we talked to today, kind of a common denominator for tournament anglers is sponsors. Right. And um, when you, you're, you're coming from the corporate side, so to speak, so can you give our viewers and uh, actually any potential tournament angler some tips on how to go about getting sponsors? Absolutely. Yeah, I deal with, with that a lot. I get a, quite, a lot of questions about it, and I help a lot of anglers get their sponsors. Um, right now, social influencing is, is huge, you know, and, and know the proper hashtags, you know, when you're, you're doing that. Show the, show the baits that you're using. Show the rods that you're using. Talk them up. And I'd recommend only using what you love and only going after those sponsors. I work with the companies that I use. You know, I use their products. I love their products because then it's easy, you know. Um, and then make sure you get in front of them. You know, don't be shy to introduce yourself to, to people at a show, you know, and, and talk to them about how you can, you can uh, work for them and help them. A lot of companies are starting out with brand ambassadors first. And then you can move up from there. But yeah, I think the, the personal relationships are is key. You know, then can't just fire off an email and expect no. to get support. And I get a lot of that. <laughs> I will just get random emails from people that don't even have a good subject line. So I work with a lot of the youth. I work with a lot of high school teams. And I try to teach them, you know, put in the subject line what you're wanting and who you are. And then... You know, and keep a resume and a bio. Everybody needs a resume and a bio, just like you're trying to get a 
you know, any other kind of job because they're going to want to see that. And then on your social pages, you need to have that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Have, doing that and just kind of maintaining a professionalism is so important because the one time you slip up and do something that is not really looking good for you, they're going to see it. Right. And don't badmouth other products. Because if you're trying to go after you know one rod company and so you're badmouthing another, it's not going to help you at all. You can talk about benefits, you know, of one over another, but keep it clean. There's also a lot of people move from different companies, so they might have worked for this one company at that time, but now they're working for the one that you want support from. Right. And they're going to remember that, you know. So. Yeah. So what's uh. What, give some advice to the person that's just getting started. How, how do you, what are the, some of the criteria that you use to say, okay, I'm just a casual angler, but I want to jump it up to the next level. I want to try to get a sponsor. I want to maybe fish a tournament. Any advice for those women that are just kind of, you know, maybe weighing their options? I think joining clubs helps a lot because a lot of times, uh, different manufacturers will sponsor a club and that, you know, it may just be a discount in the beginning, but that helps. And sometimes they give products and then that helps as well. Um, any uh, community service type tournaments or, or projects like that you can work with, working with the high school teams or, or working just to get more women involved. You know, there aren't a lot of female groups or, you know, for youth out there either. Um, and, and like I said, get, Get your uh, social media channels up and, uh, you know, start working on those and, and fish and then be out there. You know, we, we talked about Christine today and, you know, she gets a lot of awareness from her amazing videos. She keeps GoPros on her at all times. And, and you know, and that's how you get it because you don't always have a cameraman with you. You know, it, it's hard. And, and she's just really good at putting those videos together and putting them out there. She's an excellent writer. A lot of the youth that want to work in the industry, I encourage them to write. You know, pay attention to your English classes and write and take photos and talk about what you're doing. Talk about tips and techniques and, and how did you do this. And a lot of the kids I know are learning watching YouTube videos, and that's a lot of the people I work with making those videos, you know, and then they go figure something else out, talk about it, you know, and it, I think it, you know, can really help. So keep practicing on your video editing. This is advice to myself. <laughs> yes. Even to me. <laughs> so I started a channel recently, and it's like, oh, it's not easy. And I do it for a living. Yeah, what, what's your channel? Mine is Dina Jill Outdoors. So I talk about different products, tips, um, do some cooking, uh, some trips I go on when I bring back fish. Awesome. So, all right. Now, you've, you've fished some pretty amazing things. you fish tournaments in Costa Rica. Yes. Tell me about that. I mean, um, how do you get on fun. that gig? Uh, I'm trying to think. That was actually because I was riding, and uh, Raymarine sponsored us, and uh, it was a rooster fish tournament, and then there was an inshore slam, and uh, we, it was a team win, but I did catch the uh, big, I think it was a Kubera snapper, so I'm taking the win. But, awesome. Yeah, I we I fished Louisiana, Costa Rica, Mexico. It's, wow. 
But I'm a crappie. I say I'm a crappie angler. Oh, crappies! That's you how think? I, I didn't know that. Yep, they called me the minnow girl for a long time. Wow, so. some big crappies around here. Maybe we'll. No, let's leave the show and go fishing. <laughs> exactly. Take one of these boats. <laughs> I already picked one out over there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for making the trek here and, uh, Thank you. and kind of some adverse weather conditions to get here. But that was fun. Went from archery to fishing. Yeah. So to wrap this up here at the boat show, um, I think that Freedom Boat Club is a great option for people. If you don't want to get into um, investing in a boat, check them out. That's yeah. uh, I'm going to check that out. I don't know how much memberships are, but... You know, I, I need two or three different kinds of boats for what I do, so maybe that uh, fishing club is a way to go for me. Yeah. We've, we'll put links up on our Facebook page for all the, so you can follow all these great anglers we had on as guests today. Um, you can watch Dina and I live on the ice for a week in um, northern Minnesota. Angie's going to be up there, too, and that's the Women on Ice Facebook page and website. We even have some spots left open. I think there's like two or, two or three spots left if anyone wants to come with us. And um, as always, follow the Woman Angler and Adventure podcast. We have the page and we have the group. And uh, keep sending us ideas for guests on the show. And, uh, and a huge thank you to the Nashville Boat Show for letting us do this podcast here and feature all these amazing local women anglers and industry people and um, you know, it's just really cool that they're, you, people are recognizing that women need to be supported in fishing and the boating industry. So really uh, kudos to the Nashville Boat Show for having us here Absolutely. today. All right. Thanks, everyone.